Hello and welcome to the Hellas Football Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen, and with me today is Nick. How are you, Nick? Good, good in uh, winter Sydney. Yeah, it's cold there. Oh, for, for as I as I keep saying, for our standards, yes. For your standards, no. <laughs> no, I mean here it's like it's a it's about twenty twenty like early twenties in terms of the heat at the moment. It's not hot, lot like hugely hot, but for for the UK, it's hot. It's it's but it's nice. That's comfortable. Most of the most of the Greek community of Sydney and Melbourne's in Greece as we yeah, speak well, at the moment. Speaking of, there's a massive heat wave going to come around that area in Greece and Cyprus area, and I'm about to. I'm about this to weekend, go isn't point. it? I think yeah. so. I don't know how long it lasts for, but I'm a. I'm going to be in Cyprus in a few weeks, uh, so I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. 35 degree heat. My girlfriend, on the other hand, she won't be. <laughs> Bless her, but she'll enjoy it. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, so for short, funny story about the what we tried to do earlier in the week, Nick. We tried to do the podcast, but for some reason, Zoom was acting up. So belated podcast, but it's here. So I hope you guys still enjoy it, regardless of yeah. when we bring the, it up. The joys of technology. Oh, I know, man. Honestly, uh, uh, Zoom was not my friend on Tuesday, but it's OK. We're here now. Um, so today we're just going to talk about transfers because there's a few notable ones that have come up for the big teams particularly, and some small teams too. Uh, talk about under-19s a little bit and just uh, we are we asked for some questions. We've got a couple, but we'd love to get even more from you guys in the next episode because we will put it out, at, especially during the off-season, for you guys to send us your questions if you have any. So, yeah, we can just dive right in, Nick. So, I mean, where, where do we start? I guess we start with the champions, Ayek. You know, they brought in big signing. They brought in um, or, or Berlin Pineda permanently. Brilliant signing. He was great last season. and Club record. Yes, club record signing. 6.5 million euros, according to Transfermarkt. So, big money for Greece, but mind boggling. Think, but mind boggling that, that it's only six and a half million euro. That's a club record for a club the size of eight. Like I, when you compare it to the big five leagues. Yeah. And it, it, it looked when he first left that he wasn't going to come back permanently. But look, they got him in and it's an excellent signing. He's clearly enthused to play for them. And there's a chance they could be. Well, there's a, it's not a massive chance, but there's a chance they'll be in the Champions League uh, group stage this season if they can get through all the qualifying rounds. So. It's a great signing for Ike. It's excellent. It strengthens them even more, which, you know, they're if they weren't already a contender to retain the title next season, even though it's very early doors in the transfer window for a lot of clubs, it's uh, certainly, it's, <laughs> they're certainly pushing now for sure. I mean, I guess next we'll move to uh, Bathanaikos. Nico, big signing for you guys too. Tommy uh, Vilhena, Dutch uh, midfielder from Espanyol for 3 million euros. Um, Olivia Goss were linked with him. I think it was, if not last January, it was the January before. Like the last couple of years, on and off, we've been linked with him. And I don't know why we never pulled the trigger and went for him. But, you know, we were a bit impulsive with transfers and, and sales, Olivia <laughs> Goss. But yeah, Bathana Goss brought him in. Great signing, Nico. What do you think? I, I didn't know you guys were linked with him back then. You were saying mm -hmm. the other day, it, it's mm -hmm. mind boggling you didn't go for him back then. Oh, th this is the type of pedigree, the type of caliber player we need to be attracting to, to our club and to, to our league. I mean, we talk about Bineda, Mexican international signing permanently for Ike, and now we've got a Dutch international signing for us permanently. Well, see, I think he's going to be a great signing for us. I really do. He's touched base uh, 
just landed in Athens, I believe, yesterday. So hopefully he's ready to go straight into that side for those Champions League, all important Champions League qualifiers, end of this month. Yeah, because like you said, Nick, they're very soon, aren't they? They're really, really soon. Uh, for us, yeah, it's the 25th of July. Yeah, that's well. It's First just, leg, which is away. Less than, just over two weeks' time. So, so there's, mean, there's a friendly in, in I believe it's Leoforos, uh, this weekend. Yeah. So hopefully he, he you know he gets some minutes in that, some minutes in the legs, some familiar, familiarity uh, with his new teammates, and we're ready to go for that big game. So you guys have already Pro. you guys have already left Austria then. You've your preseason. Yeah, we're back in Greece. Okay, back we, in Greece. We're we're, we're in we're in Austria until the nineteenth, if I'm not mistaken. But going back to Vilena quickly, I remember when yeah. he was breaking through at Feyenoord. He was like one of the young talents to look out for to go to like a take the next step and he never quite did it because he he left Feyenoord in 2019 went to Krasnodar uh bounced around after yeah that. Espanol yeah. um back, back and forth and then Italy then Italy yes he, he was alone to yeah yeah so he yeah. bounced around but as you said if he can if you're Van, and I think Jovanovic is that type of guy where he can tap into that early promise uh, that he showed in his career and he's, it's it's in a very important position for us because I think it You'd imagine he's going to slot in if if Jovanovic opts to go for that trio in midfield. He's going to be there with with Ruben Perez, and you probably have Juricic with him as well, at full strength. So he's yeah. he's going to essentially play in the role of of Kubelis. Now he's he looks to me more attack minded, uh, and he's got they they reckon he's got a good long shot on him. So let's see, he's let's got see. more more potential for goals. Very, I'm excited to see him as a neutral. As an Olympiagos fan, I'm nervous. Um, speaking Oddly of... wearing uh, the number 52, I believe, in honour of his mother. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice touch, actually. And and uh, your your new kits are very nice, if I do say so myself, actually, this this season. It's a decent... You're with Adidas now, aren't you? Adidas. Yeah. First season back. Yes. Massive, massive, for, especially for the sponsorship in terms of the thing with Adidas. Um, yeah, in terms of other signings, I guess we'll see what comes. We, we've got four through the door. We we definitely mm. need more. We, we need reinforcements. I think the next priority for the club is going to be centre-back. That Brabets um, deal with Artis, it's back and forth, back and forth. That looks like it's a no-go. Artis and Garipidis have denied it and they've rejected it completely. So we'll probably have to move on to a new target. Yeah, because you've lost a couple of defenders in the uh, whether it be Pulgaras has gone from transfer. Yeah, Pulgaras. Yeah, he, well, he's just been released. Yeah, completely released. He sadly, has gone. Um, then I, I would I would love to see the club so, show some some ambition and go for a big uh, number nine. I think I think with you guys from being Greek level, we had a, a high profile number. Oh nine. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think with you guys being in the qualifiers for the Champions League, even if you're not in the the competition proper yet, I think that definitely helps bringing in more high profile players. Because at, at, at the very least, you, you, it'll be a, a huge shock if you guys don't get Europe this season. Because um, uh, and I think that it's just a, a good incentive for players to come and think, well, I can raise my profile by. Playing for, you know, Banff and Agos are a big team, but at the end of the day, they come because you're in Europe as well. That's why we managed to get so many good players over the years. Absolutely. That, that's, uh, as I said, that's the draw card, and that's probably why Villena's come. And just going back to him just very quickly, he, we've got him at his prime, really. If we can, mm. Jovanovic can tap into that, we've got him at his prime. I think so too. He's a good age as well. Um, another one, Nigo, is um, Philip Juricic from Sampdoria on a free. He was an interesting one. He's 31. Um, so you know, he's been doing for, well in Austria, yeah. And for the Super League, that's still a good age, obviously. So he's another one, probably not as exciting as, as Villena, but you know, 
a, a position you needed to strengthen in potentially? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's in, in the playoffs, we only managed nine goals in 10 games. I forgot about that. Yeah, you were one of the lower scoring teams in the play in yeah. the in the top six playoffs. But yeah, I get you know the strikers. You know, you know there'd be fingers pointed to the strikers, but the service you know that came their way wasn't ideal. It wasn't great, really, was it? Mm. And I guess for you guys, biggest sale to date. Well, not sale, but release of to date was uh, Kurbelis because he's now in, in traps on sport Turkey. Um, would would you say that he's twenty nine? Would you say that was a big loss for you guys? Because he was, I thought he was pretty integral, wasn't he? Was yeah, big loss. Yeah, big it loss. Happened. Yeah, yeah. So it's a shame that he's he's chosen that direction in his career. Probably could have stayed at Bathanagos, considering what you guys built on last season and where you could be in this upcoming season. But you know, these things happen. Um, Honestly, just very quickly on Kurbelis, sideways at best for me. Yes, I oh, no, when, when we first signed him a year or two in, when we were really going through our severe financial issues, this guy was linked with bigger and better clubs, like in big five leagues, like Italy, and he knocked that back to stay loyal. And then now, when he's got a couple of more good years left in his legs, he decides to go there, and it's not for one of the big three clubs. No, the clubs are a decent size club, and then they'll be up the upper end of the ladder, but they're no, you know, they're not a top three club, like consistent every every single year. Do you think it's because there are other Greeks who play there? Because I think, obviously, yeah. Bakasetas is there. Bakasetas, Siopis is there too, Siopis. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, yep. so is, that might be doing something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the whole midfield is Greek. Traps on sport. Okay, so next, I guess, if there's anything else, if there's nothing else you want to say about Bathanagos, we can move on yes. to Olympiagos, who have made signings, finally. Um, you know, Cordon came out in the press conference with him and the new manager, Diego Martinez, and said he liked to work in the shadows and that he didn't want to get signings in immediately because he wanted to find the right people. And we hope that these are the these first two signings are the right players for us. So uh, Vicente Ibora, who was um, previously at Villarreal, and he played for his, his uh, boyhood club Levante on loan last season. He was at Leicester City as well, if you recall. Um, 35 years old, defensive midfielder, um mixed response i think but i think maybe actually maybe more of a positive response when they found out who it was and, and when he once he came in but when the initial links were made with him i saw a lot of people were positive about this move but a lot of people were skeptical too because of the age because everyone said oh but that they, they wanted to uh, they said they wanted to bring in a younger team they wanted to bring down the eight the the average age of the youth team and i'm like and i saw him and also uh just to quickly add uh Kini who's a right back from Granada who Diego Martinez uh knows very well has joined to he's 33 um and so people were saying about these young older players and saying why are we bringing these old players you know and some people were, were very unkind about that but you have to look at the players we've lost in key positions like you know Socrates has gone Valbuena has gone and Villa has gone and those three were huge leaders for the team um and so I think it's important to bring a couple more experienced leaders into the squad because, you know, if if the understanding is that they're not going to be nailed on starters and be just in uh, in the dressing room being leaders and playing integral roles when need be, I don't think these are bad signings at all, because, especially for Ibora, who's a very, you know, a very capable uh, defensive midfielder who played a lot for Levante in Segunda Division last season. And Guinea as well, who can play both left back and uh, right back and left back, so he covers both both full back areas too. So I I think they're really good signings, and we're linked with a few other players. You know, we we need a striker, we need a winger, 
Um, and um, in, in case people haven't seen, Oleg Rebchuk is also once again linked to the possible exit of Olympiagos because multiple French clubs are willing to pay. French his, clubs. Yeah, yeah. For, they want to, apparently they're willing to pay up to 4.5 million euros for him. Um, so we might even need a left back at some point too. Um, and and I think the, the other big one is a, definitely a centre-back. We definitely need a centre-back, which makes me think I, if uh, Ndoye is going to be played as a as a number six because he in we we played the, a friendly against um Czech sides uh, Slovakia recently and that, he was playing in a six at points in the game so I wonder if Martinez is looking at him to maybe take the number six role and be next to new Huang. coach new ideas yeah yeah and 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 in terms of I, his I new ideas, yeah I'm pretty excited. cool of your signings uh, uh, Ibora I'd heard of the name before the Guinea I'd never heard of yeah but same. you've clarified that that he's worked with him so that sort of makes sense new coach is bringing in. Players he can trust. Exactly, man. And I, I, I thought, wow, 33 and 35, like seriously? But you, yeah, you've explained it. Yeah, I think I think it's more that, I th- well, I've explained it in the sense of this is what we, we, we as Olympiagos fans, expect from these players. They, we expect them to be leaders in the dressing room. We expect them to play, but not be nailed on starters. That's from my understanding. I think, I think look, Ibora could prove us wrong and be a starter all season and be great at 35. You know, we've had that before with, Cambiasso, who I know, different level player, but at 35, 36, he was mostly starting for us in his first season. He looked excellent. So, look, if he, I'd love him to prove me wrong, but really, I think realistically, you're bringing these players in to be part of the squad and squad players, not not nailed on starters. But you know, if 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 Martinez can make it work, and so can Cordon, I trust both of them because they're good footballing, well, good footballing manager, good footballing uh, sporting director. Um, I guess with that's it with Olympiagos. I can't really think of anything else at the moment. We, like I said, we're just linked to the ton of players at the moment, and every day I see news. We're gonna get. We're close to signing this guy. We're not close to signing that guy. And I think, okay, well, until it's officially confirmed, I'll just wait to to say anything in terms of the names and such. Um, the rumors are in full swing, oh, but God, I don't yeah. think it's gonna it's gonna really heat up when it when it ticks over to August, early August, early into mid August. That's what I think too, especially for for teams in Europe. Because, uh, well, I mean, I mean, you got you and Bath and I got some Barco and uh, sorry Ayak have already made big signings that are, could make an impact for you guys this season. Whereas with us, I think it's certainly more going to be about how close we get to U- Europa League. Because if we if we're in the Europa League by like mid to end of August, depending on when the playoffs are, if we even get to that point. Um, that's when we're going to get the big hitters because once you're guaranteed in Europe, that makes you so much a so much better prospect for players to come and and play and show themselves off to the rest of the rest of Europe. I would also imagine, though, for you guys, one of the big objectives would be to reduce the the size of the squad. So you're going to have to like sell to buy or even sell two to buy one. Well, we we've done that, Nick. I mean, uh, Chris, like I said, Christensen's gone, Kasami's gone. Papastathopoulos is gone. Valbuena is gone. Mv is gone. Gitzos got sold. Probably. He probably shouldn't have sold him, to be honest. Bakambu is gone. There's an interesting thing about him, by the way. He's gone to um, Al Nasser, uh, not Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia, Al Nasser in the UAE. But apparently, he's now linked with a move to Turkey, even though he's only just left us. For whatever oh, that's right. that is weird. Yeah, very strange. And um, Henry Konyakuru has now left on a. Um, because Adama uh, Dimespor activated his 3.5 million euro buyout clause um, after he played for them on loan last season. So we have got rid of a fair few players. There's, like you said, there's more players to get rid there's of. More. But 
I, I think that will happen over time and and slowly, slowly we'll start to bring in players. It might be a less impressive summer than last season, but if it's a summer that with more footballing logic behind it than last season, then I'm, I'm all yeah, yeah. yeah Blind Freddy. Blind Freddy could see the holes in, in last season's strategies. I if put, you could I, even call it a strategy. Oh, listen, I looked at it with rose-tinted glasses, Nick. I'll fully admit, I was so excited because of the players we're bringing in. I'm not thinking about the logic behind it. <laughs> um, and that, slowed, that changed very quickly, <laughs> I can tell you. Um, I guess next is is Bark. Um, Bark. I guess the big one for them <laughs> is the return of um, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea's longest serving player before he yeah. left on a free transfer, Baba Rahman. Uh, left He's back. back. Yeah, like I said, free, he was announced a couple of days ago. Um, look, I think for Bark, he he'll be decent. I don't know how. I, I mean, Elaine, I haven't spoken to him a huge amount about Baba Rahman because Elaine normally has very strong opinions on. Players, obviously, players who come in and come and go from his team. Um, so I need to get a better understanding from him. But I don't think it's that bad a signing, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a good one for Balk, I guess. And then they've also brought in um, uh, William Troost um, Atong as well, centre-back from Watford. Is for that confirmed? Uh, it's it According to Transfer Marked, it's confirmed. Okay. But then Transfer Marked I know is reliable to a point. Him. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure they have. They were heavily him. linked with him though a few, a few days ago. Yeah, so he's he's a, according to transfer marked, he's in too. So that's okay. that's I guess that's the replacement for um, Ingerson who left uh, for Mechle, uh, Michelin on a four four million euros. Actually, is not too bad for for um, Ingel, uh, Ingerson. You know, I don't think that's a bad uh, return for him. And but... they got good value out of him. Yeah, years. very good, very good. I think I think um Balk fans were disappointed he left when he did. I think they wanted him to stay, but you, look, I, sometimes you got to make that move. Even though I'd say, would you say the Danish league side sideways move? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so, in my opinion. But hey, there you go. They got a decent fee for him. They're also very, very close to a striker. Yes, they are. Um, <laughs> they are, and I can't remember the name of him, Nick. It's uh, Samara. Yes, Samara. I remember when he joined oh, Aston boy. Villa, Nick, and he was like a huge signing for you guys. I remember he did really well in his at his previous club, and then he came in and he, I think he just got injured, didn't he? he got had a bad injury and wasn't the same after that. Oh, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, slightly. It wasn't a big injury. He only stayed at the club for six months. He came in because we needed a striker because we had no one at the time and we we were rejected, cop projections left, right and centre and he was like literally the, the 10th choice. And he came in and honestly, I was saying to Elaine and he agrees as well, it's like playing with no striker on the field most of the time. He'll <laughs> pop up and score a decent header, one one goal every 20 games. That's it. Oh, I can't believe Park have gone for him. So he was at Genk um, before you guys. Then he went to Villa. Then he went to Fenerbahce on loan. Then he went to Antwerp, uh, season before last. Then last season he went back to Genk, where he scored six goals in thirty. He bounces around, club bounces to club around, to club. yeah. Um, Bulk can expect their, their social media to be taken over by the Tanzanians. Oh, fully, fully. And uh, when he's when he signed for Villa, yeah, when he signed, we mm-hmm. got like a half a million like new followers in forty-eight hours or something ridiculous. It was like with us with Huang. When we got Huang, so yeah. many Korean uh, people Crazy. came and onto social media and started following Olivia. I guess it was amazing. Um, Crazy. So yeah, uh, I guess he. I don't know how, what the fee will be for him, but hey, uh, if it's a bar, could, might, he might do something there. You, you never know. 
Um, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. What if it if it's confirmed by next week? We'll definitely uh, we'll definitely talk about it. Next is Aris because Aris, man, they're just buying. They've players. been very very busy, hugely busy. They've been crazy busy. I'm trying to think. Here. The 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 interesting one uh, from Aris. Let me just have a look. Jonathan Mendes. Don't know if we. Yeah, that's it. It's confirmed now. Jonathan Mendes, one million. Uh, free transfer, sorry, from uh, Salt Lake City FC in uh, from MLS, and yeah, that's a good sign. I think we tr- we co- they confirmed a lot of their signings early, so I I don't know if there's any on here that we haven't mentioned already. They were quite big, but they've just been going about it co- completely. Like, um, I guess the biggest biggest mention for them right now is their exits because Mateo Garcia left for Atlas in Mexico for 1 million euros yeah. uh Juan Iturbe you know former wonder kid I think he was once known as the um the, the one of the next Messi's or whatever and then he switched to Paraguay and then he became the Paraguay Messi he's now left for Gremio on a free contract um in uh Brazil uh so uh, uh Luis Palma he's still an artist player isn't he but he's heavily linked with Ike Yes, Luis Palmas is still he's still a Aris player, but Ayak are interested. I think. Uh, look, I mean, if, if they get Palmas, he was great last season for them. I think it'd be, I think he'd be a good signing for Ayak. Uh, but then, yeah, I, I, it, that's the kind of Aris are just kind of all over the place. And you know, do you want to know how what their expenditure is according to transfer marked Nick? Well, how many players have they signed? They signed Neil? one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, ten. ten I guess that. I guess that. <laughs> do you know how much they? Uh, uh, there's one that was. There was one that has been undisclosed. But in terms of uh, what transfer mark says they spent, do you know how much they've spent on transfer? Would fees? it be more than a mil or a couple of mil? Dibble there, nothing. Zero. Yeah, freeze. Zero. So. And that's mainly because one of the transfers hasn't been confirmed for what the what the fee was but they currently have a net profit of 2.5 million euros which is <sighs> because that's including sales as well which is quite funny because um but yeah aris just absolutely smashing it in the transfer window early doors uh, i guess they want to be as prepared as possible for the qualifiers whenever they uh wait they start they've, we, we touched on aris in, in their european ties last episode yeah they've got a winnable tie they do it's in very their best much so to be ready which also makes me scared that they won't win that tie, but I hope they do. I really hope they do. Um, they were linked with Phil, Phil Jones as well. Yes, that's the big one. That's the, that you. Thank you for reminding me because I have it on my screen here. And I so uh, there's mixed. Uh, I don't know if I about believe him. it. But, yeah. Some saying it's an inv- in, in the advanced stages. Some saying it's just a rumor. <laughs> Look, Phil Jones. I'm sure that many are aware hasn't had the best of careers one he was a supposed Alex Ferguson said he's one of the most talented players he's ever seen come to the club he could be a club legend for Manchester United mm. um injuries horrendous injuries killed his career and he's he was like the first one of the first internet memes of footballers like he got ripped apart by people yeah. on, online um for like any like still images they found of him making weird reactions or whatever to like not getting the ball or whatever so imagine phil phil jones they love an english link for some reason you know they had alan Pardew as a manager last season they have andre gray i don't know if he's still i don't know if he's still there actually i think he is he's not left the club no he's he's, hang on a minute let me just check aris is andre gray left the club no he hasn't left the club according to transfer mark he hasn't anyway so yeah they they love an english player (laughs) apparently um 
So yeah, Phil Jones, imagine, imagine if Phil Jones came to Greece. I don't think he will. I, I could see him no, joining. I, um, I could see him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to into Miami because it's Beckham's team, X-Man United. He can have an easy time of it there. Um, I mean, they're bottom of MLS anyway, from what I recall. So he hasn't got much and they can't get relegated. So not, not much to worry about yeah. there. Um, no, I agree. I guess next, Volos have... Speaking a... just very, very quickly go of Artis, former Artis player, not very fondly remembered at Artis, more so at Olympiacos. Please tell me you've seen a photo. Kostas Mitroglou. Oh, yes, my man, Kostas Mitroglou. Doesn't it, doesn't it completely epitomise Kostas Mitroglou in, like, yeah. one image? Because you have this amazing physique and he looks, like, amazing. He looks better now. Yes, I know. Days. Unbelievable. But then... You see the cigarette on his on his ear, oh. and you just think, "Oh no, oh for goodness sake!" Like <laughs> that just epitomizes and completes so much, so much talent and potential. But I think, in a way, we don't know for certain. But out, maybe outside of the off the pitch, I don't think he did the best in terms of kind of looking after himself until now. Um, I mean, look, Mitroglou, if you're fully fit, if you're looking that good, quit the cigarettes. You know. It, Vape if you have to, just to quit and come back to Olympia Goss. We need another striker. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but yeah, that, that image of Mitroglu was hilarious. I loved it. Um, let's move on to the best of the rest. So Volos, yeah, can't, they, I guess they brought Siabanis. They've been active. Yeah. yeah, very active. They brought Siabanis um, from Aris on a free transfer, the goalkeeper. Um, Ivan Kostic as well from um, from Baralimniu. Um and they bought, you know, there's not a lot of any notable players from them, I guess. I'll Don't tell you... you who they're linked with, actually. Yeah. Not sure how advanced this is, but it's a lone move for our midfielder, our French midfielder, Drouillet, that uh, very ta- oh, really? was highly rated by Jovanovic a year ago, but then he copped that nasty ACL injury. Maybe he's just going there for some game time yeah. because he can't be guaranteed it. That's fair enough. I mean, Again, that's not, not confirmed or anything. Okay. Sure. Okay. Well. Let's see if that again. If that one gets confirmed, we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Um, I guess obvious the the more notable of the of, of, yeah. of so far. I mean, they've got in um, Vasilios Lambrobulos. That's it. Got my tongue tied there. Uh, came from Bochum on a free transfer. Thirty three years old. Uh, decent centre back to bring in. And speaking of centre backs, they also brought in Cypriot international Andreas Garo. From uh, Abuel on an unconfirmed fee, but he's a. I think from watching him for that more for the national team than I have for Abuel, he's decent enough. You know, I think for uh, for Ofi, he'd be very solid centre back. Um, and uh, so that th- those are the probably the most notable. I guess they also brought in Adrian uh, Rea from um, from Asteras on a free as well. Um, can't think of anything. Tromitos. Uh, Dromitos have made made a few. That's yes. The, the next one was Adromitos now that you mentioned it, Nick. So they brought in Nikos Vergos um from Wolfsberger from Austria uh on a free transfer. So Vergos is back in Greece. And I think it's a good level for him to come back to because I think he'll I think he'll make an impact for um for Adromitos there. So he'll definitely want to be scoring against both Olympiagos and Bathanagos when he when we play them in Beristeri. That, that's what you want from these guys to return yeah, to Greece, definitely. to come back and play in Greece, like Lampropoulos, Vergos. I think, I don't know which club it was at. Was it Panetolikos? Capino is back in Greece as well. Yes. Yes, he is, actually. That's a good. Oh, we'll, get to, we'll get to that in a second. You want actually. these guys coming back to Greece to play. For sure. 
Um, in terms of outs for Adromidos, they've had a couple of notable ones. Glonaridis is gone. Uh, Andres uh, Yaniotis, uh, goalkeeper, is gone on a free. Um, those what happened to him? He, he was excellent. He was highly rated. You know what? I remember he was on loan at Adromidos a few seasons. He looked. I think he was one of the goalkeepers of the season. Yeah. yeah. Brought him back. That was the year they, they did very well. They, mm-hmm. they came third or something. Third brought, or fourth. They brought him back. It's one of those circumstances, Nick. I think he just made one too many mistakes and that cost him. And then after that, um, it gave the chance for Jose Sarr to come in and be the main goalkeeper because he played. That was the game where he, in, in the Europa League against Real Betis, where he kept a clean sheet and saved a penalty. And that was it. Sarr was, Sarr was in. And speaking of Sarr, linked with an exit from Wolves. Um, if not not with, with Olympiagos, obviously, but yeah, he's linked with an exit just for ex-Olympiagos players who are no longer wanted at their club, apparently. And oh, what, what makes it relevant, actually, is Nottingham Forest are in for him. And I always said when Sal was at Olympiagos, I said one day he'll be at Forest. So if that yeah. actually happens, uh, I'll take that as a good prediction from me, even if it was a sideways move to Wolves in the process. Um, let me just have a look. Bastianina have been quite quiet. Um have, uh, Asteras, let's see. Uh, Panserai, of course, new boys, Inkifisia, they've been a bit, bit more active than, than some of the others. Yes, but Panserai Gosa, probably a, a fairly notable one. They brought in Gostas um, Bilias, who's a Cypriot international from uh, the new Cypriot champions, Aris Limassol. Um, so he was, Fabrizio Romano t- uh, tweeted about him a couple, like, I think last month, and saying about how all these top European clubs are after him. <laughs> And he's going to make a big move, ex-Arsenal Youth Academy player. And he's gone to Banseraikos. And then George jokingly <laughs> said in the chat, well, it's the Greek Super League. It is a big league. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, don't worry. I'm not going to da- downplay Banseraikos or the Greek Super League. But it, yeah, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? Because of the links to bigger clubs. And then he goes to a promoted side. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so... Yeah, I, I, it's, I think it's a good signing for them. 24 years old. Um, oh, it is. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good signing. I think that if they want to try and stay up, it'd be nice to see them stay up too. So let's let's see what happens with him and Bansaragos. Um let's see, did anyone anyone else another a link big link or big for, for Lamia standards is they Lamia's been linked with Carlitos. Yes, that I saw that well, this morning actually. Superstar, but he would be much, much better than anything they've got. But why is he linked with Lamia? No disrespect, but what? What? Because he was—I thought he was decent for you guys, wasn't he? Uh, he he was okay. Never really sort of fitted into Jovanovic's way. He was sort of shoehorned, then bounced between positions, had decent spells, injuries. Then he's returned back to Poland, but we got him from didn't really didn't really kick on, didn't go as planned. So now, yeah, he's linked with Lamia of all clubs. Hey, he loves Greece that much. He doesn't care where he goes. He wants to come back and play for Lamia. Good on him. Um, I guess the last one of note that I can think of, Nick, is um, Yanis Masuras is back in Greece too. He's yes. at, And he's at Kifisia. So again, uh, free transfer from uh, the Polish side he went to, which I can't uh, pronounce. Um, but yeah, good signing for them. Uh, never given a chance to Olympiagos, but apparently, um, you know, under previous manager, uh, Pedro Martins, he didn't fancy him due to his attitude. I don't know if that's a fact or not, uh, but that's what the rumours came out as. Um, so make of that what you will. But a good signing for Gifisia. Um, and I guess that's the, that's all the rumours I could think of, Nick. Is there anything else yeah. you can think of? No. As we said, they're gonna. It's gonna come. It's gonna come to the fore in the next 
couple, still a couple of weeks away. Yeah, I mean, I guess one last note on on my team, Olympiagos. I have the worst luck with uh, with the friendlies they're playing because they was recently announced they were going to play Rangers and Norwich, both in the UK. And you've been Cyprus. Yes, Nick, I'm so upset. I guess the one time I can watch my team play and I'm in Cyprus that one week. I, look, going to Glasgow is a bit of a stretch, but I, if it was just in Glasgow and not got them in Norwich, I would have gone to it. But the fact they're in Norwich, which is very get a like very that's hard to get to from what i've heard well not from here because all i need to do is go to i think it's king's cross or something like that and then get a straight train up to Norwich. it's not a, it's a long journey but it's not a difficult one for me okay. and so i 100 percent would have gone to see them play norwich 100 and so the fact that i'm in cyprus look i'm not cancelling my holiday for anything but i'm very disappointed that i can't see my team play but one day maybe one day maybe in if they europe if they get to europe and they play an english team doesn't matter where they are. I'll probably go watch them. Um, I guess that's it for the transfer news right now, Nick. But like I said, we'll uh, we'll touch on that next week when we do another podcast where we just chill and chat about uh, players coming and going. Um, I guess um, the next topic, Nick, is the Greek under-19s. Because, as we all know, they qualified for the under-19s championship in Malta. They had a group containing... Uh, Norway, Iceland, and Spain, and it was pretty disastrous. If I, do, if I, if I, if I'm being honest, Nick, wasn't it? Yeah, but first game—that's an understatement. First game, they went five nil down at half time to Norway, and they did pull it back to narrowly lose five uh, four. But it was horrendous first half from from the young guns. Um, really poor performance. And then in the second game, they lost five nil quite comfortably to the Spanish. I mean, Spain have one of the best youth, youth academy pro, uh, like projects in terms of their youth sides in general. Um, and Greece just completely faltered then. And in the last game, nil-nil with Iceland. So clean sheet, um, but one point from three games, really poor showing from them. And look, we can't be too harsh on them because they are young and they're still learning. And to get to a major tournament, I think is a, it's still a good, it's still a positive thing for Greek football. Cause a lot of you Greek youth sides haven't been able to do that, but to go out uh, with a whimper like that against, you know, no disrespect to Hol- to Norway and, and Iceland. These are teams that youth, the Greek youth side really should be beating on their day, but apparently it was a tactical, uh, ineptitude from our manager and, and maybe where players were being played um, and that, you know, they can't just file three games, but it's a shame, isn't it, Nick, to see them not get, at least get to the, the next round. Massive shame. I, I we, we, as, as a whole, the last football, and I think the wider, yeah, the great football fans community in that, we had high hopes for this side, making the Absolutely. knockout stages. As you said, Spain, you don't expect to beat Spain. They're one of the best in the world at it. And we, I remember, I remember getting up for the final in 2012 in this tournament. Uh, we narrowly lost to them. That was in the final. I, I honestly expected a top two spot. The, the first half in the first game against Norway sums up the entire campaign. To be 5-0 down, just in the first game, disgusting. Yeah. Then Spain, yeah, you, you, don't ex- you expect a loss, but not 5-0. Yeah, the, but the damage was done in that first game. Uh, Elaine was saying, though... They had issues like Gutsias couldn't couldn't join the squad, so his club Chicago didn't even allow him to fly over. That's crazy. And I, well, I guess they're in the midst of their season. That might be why. But you know, I guess th- this also kind of reiterates. While it's we don't, I don't want to 
criticise Poyet needlessly because obviously Gus Poyet's doing really well with FDG uh, seniors at the moment. But this is why you kind of need players like Guliarakis and um, Gonzalez to be playing for the under 19s. You know, they're, they're they're still around that age where they they're eligible to play. Um, and I think that they would have made maybe not made a huge difference, but they have just having those kind of players who have senior level experience playing in the squad. I think it may may have made a difference because you look at I, I know this is a completely not completely a direct comparison, but look at the England under 21s. They just won their under 21s championship that they played. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the players that they're playing um, were starting for their well, not starting but in, in, Premier in, League. in and around the squad. Yeah. Premier League level players. So. Um, it does show that even if you're not going to be uh, like a starter for the, the seniors team, if you're eligible to play for your youth side, you might as well give it a go because it's still going to, you get that experience at that level to then take that experience further to not only your senior t- uh, senior career in the uh, for the, for your club side, but also for your national side as well because it gives you the understanding of how you qualify for these tournaments and do, perform in these tournaments too. So... It's a shame for the under nineteens. Good on them yeah. for getting there, but once you, they got there, they kind of, kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of flopped completely, which is a shame. But yeah. maybe next time. Um, I guess the only thing left to do now, Nick, is the questions. If I'm not mistaken, let me just uh, quickly bring them up because the only the only questions we got were on uh, Twitter, which is a shame. But like I said, guys, please, 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 please send us your questions because we love hearing from you guys and hearing your thoughts and hearing and ask and we love answering your questions as well and just bring it up quickly because i my twitter feed just refreshed trying to quickly bring up i guess while i'm bringing it up um nick i guess the other there's another transfer rumor i thought of um and it's greeks abroad one it's um mavrobanos was linked with juventus last oh, year yeah. which would be a huge um thing for his career if he if he went i know he's linked to forest too but if Juve, I know Juve aren't in Europe this season because they have been. Um, well, I think they. I think from what I remember, they requested to be they, banned. They asked, yeah, yeah, they requested to be banned so they wouldn't receive any further punishment. That was more da- damning to them with with all of the the uh, things they've been found guilty of. Um, but Mavrobanos going there, I, I'd love him to go there. I'd love him to go, go to Forest to be in the Prem, but I think. You're moving, uh, you know. Uh, Forest is owned by by Marinakis, and and you know we're we're kind of sibling clubs now, so I don't want to be too critical of Forest, but you want to play for a team like Juventus because they are a big team oh. that are currently competing for Europe, and they are a massive team, and they're going to be more like competing for trophies, and that will raise his profile. Um, Premier League will raise his profile, but you know you're in a relegation scrap again, and that's what he's just been in with Stuttgart, where he was integral to them staying up. But I I think Juve is a better move for him. Um, yeah, great. Okay, so questions. So first, let's start with uh, Nico Celtics at uh, Nico Nico Leon. Um, hey boys, hope all is good. Given the recent nostalgia feeling with Greece and two thousand and four, I'd just like to ask you what was the best goal you've seen from the national team in terms of a golara, as he puts it. I was thinking a lot about this. Not many pop into my head sadly so would love to hear your perspective that's because Greece don't score like insane goals a lot of the time it's more the context behind the goal rather than the it actually being a worldie but yeah go on Nick you first what was yeah. your, your favourite goal more the context because we do not score great no. goals really the first one that springs to mind I've got a few but number one I think for everyone probably has to be Zavellas yes. that came late in stoppage time to salvage a point at home against Bosnia in a qualifier that that's 
probably got to be number one in, in terms of you know tech, yeah everything. I remember a friendly down here in Australia. Australia probably I'd have it second. Manyatis from long range. Yes, I remember. Two meters out. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, Karagunis, uh, you know, in a major tournament against Russia. Portugal in the opening game, oh, not not the final. Yeah, the 04, the opening goal. Yeah, not not in. He was suspended for the final. I'm talking about the first game. He scored a good long range goal. Other than that, Salpingidis, the goal, Samaras sprung, sprung a good pass. Yeah, to get us into the World Cup 2009, Ukraine away, to get mm. us into the 2010 World Cup. But it's, um, that, it's not a it's not a bomb goal like Zavellas, for example. I think for me, it's a three. But early on under JVS, we scored some good team goals. Yes, we did. But that's when we were play, playing what he described as his but, version of, of, of what yeah. was it, of your Croy football. <laughs> yeah, and it was just... against yeah Minos, really. Yeah, it was still cool to see though. I, I think I think for me, three goals come to mind now. That I'm thinking about it. It was first is um Mitroglou against Romania in the playoffs for the World Cup. Because right. he was that's probably his best ever game for Greece. He was a monster that yeah. game. You're um, talking about the first leg. Yes, the first leg where we won three one in in uh, in Gadisaki. It was unbelievable, unbelievable uh, game from him. And that first goal he scored was brilliant. Um, Samaras penalty. I know it's a penalty, but against Ivory Coast at the in the last minute of the final group game of the World Cup, chills. I was like, no way, because we were so we were seconds from going out. And I was just like, oh no, like, it's going to happen again. There's no luck for us this time. And then the penalty comes and I was like, please, Samaras, please put it away. And he didn't. I went absolutely in ape shit. But afterwards, I couldn't believe it. I was I was all over the place that day, but I was so pleased. But my favourite, favourite goal from Ethnic um that I've watched live is uh, Garagunis against Russia in Euro 2012. Because again, that was the goal that sent us through. And it's the goal that, I, I just completely fell in love with football after that because I was only interested in watching Greece at tournaments. I didn't care about football particularly. But then when I saw that, I was like, it got me like on it. And I was like, okay, I love this sport now. I'm going to follow it. And so Garagunis is like, I credit him for being the reason I love football because he's just, yeah, that goal just changed completely everything I had and all my perspective on on the game itself. So for me, that's my favourite goal. Um, Massively see. important goal. Yeah, like you hugely. said, it came on half time. The context of the game, we needed to win to get second because head to head, not goal difference. Yes. Russia was our direct opponent, but it came off a mistake from them. I like remember he, he bounced on a Russian error. Yeah, it was a throw in, and then he just jumped on it yeah. completely and ran past everyone and scored. I, I, I just, yeah, I, I love that goal so much. Um, okay, so uh, next is Yorgos uh, Banavelas at G Banavelas. Um, when are tickets likely to go on sale for Netherlands away in the Euro qualifiers? I'm hoping to get tickets in the in the Greek end, though Ebo, uh, and through the through the Ebo and need to, to book flights from London. Um, short answer, no idea. I don't know when the tickets go on sale. They normally go like a few weeks before, don't they? Like a month or so before, Nick. If I'm not mistaken. I would- I'm like you, so no idea. I would say not yet. Uh, best to keep an eye on the EPO socials. Yes, get, keep an eye on the on EPO socials. That's probably the best thing because they they are they're not amazing at posting, but they're better at posting when ethnic come up and and trick ticket sales. Obviously, they they want people to see the game um, for revenue purposes. So if, whenever it comes up, then you can book your flight, even if it's a bit short notice. Because I know flights can be expensive when they are short notice, even if it's off peak. So 
hopefully you get to see the game. That'd be amazing if you can. And uh, if you do, enjoy it. And hopefully we get a win because that'd be uh, that'd be good. Um, and, and then final question is from Muno Zaro at um, Agriu underscore. What do you think? Oh, so this is just reiterating what we said about the under 19. So uh, what do you guys think of the under 19s giving up 10 goals in two games? Uh, four. <laughs> yeah. Calamity. Yeah. I mean, they, they padded the stats a little bit by scoring four in, in the second leg against Iceland. But yeah, poor, really poor. And and like like we've already said, it's more just hopefully next time they have an opportunity to be, reach a major tournament, they don't have that kind of showing because it's it was it was sad to see because I was excited to see any Greek side in in a major tournament um, like that. But yeah, shame, isn't it, Nick, for that? Yeah, oh, massive. But yeah, I guess that's it, guys. That's everything I can think of for this week. If we've missed any transfer rumors or any transfers that are confirmed, let us know in the comments once we post this episode. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Please uh, like and follow all of our socials. Um, you know, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I think we're on threads now as well, but we're not really posting on threads, but we're on threads. Um, and also please uh, share the podcast with as many people as you can. Give us a five-star review because that always helps bump us up and gets us more listeners. And we really appreciate all the support we always get from, from you guys. So thank you so much for listening. And Nick, thank you so much for joining me. No problems. Enjoy sunny London and uh, enjoy sunny Cyprus. Well, I've got I'll be on next week to do another one and then after that I'll okay. I'll be in Cyprus. But yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm look very looking forward to it. I need some I need some proper Cypriot food. Anyway, uh well thank you very much guys for listening and we'll catch you later. See you later. Bye bye.